0: November the 27th, and as always, here to give you more of the greatness. Um, hopefully, you guys have been enjoying your week, and now that we've made it um, to the middle of the week, we're uh, just two days out from getting to that weekend, oh, that glorious weekend, but uh, yeah, as always, I got you covered, ready to hold it down. So um, last week, I told you guys I had a really uh, big surprise, and here we are, uh, it's Wednesday, so we're gonna talk uh, Google Stadia. So Google Stadia already released, done out uh, uh, for the founders. Let's just say that hasn't still hasn't had its public release yet. Um, but November the nineteenth was the uh, release day for the founders to get their uh, founders editions. And you know I've been keeping up with. Uh, a lot of uh, fellow founders and you know for the most part some people were uh you know getting their I don't want to call that consoles but you know they were getting their controllers and um you know things were kind of going smoothly but you know what i really what, what i really want to talk about what i really want to talk about is the most important factor to this conversation which is I canceled my Google Stadia Founders Edition pre-order. Just canceled it. You know, I'm I'm sitting here like I sat there and had that pause because I was just sitting there thinking of the process, and I'm just like, I, I just I recall that that pause right there before I clicked, and you know, when it said, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" and and I was absolutely sure. So, you know, what I want to talk about is. Really, how I came to that decision, how how I got from being engaged and completely a part of this endeavor uh, to basically losing all faith. So you know, like let's just kind of talk about it from the beginning. So, so Google, in themselves, made the world at large be aware that they were going to make an effort to get into the console, well, not the console market, but the video game market, right? And it wasn't until June uh, that they had their uh, first, po- like their, their event, their media event. And I still recall the day that I, I tuned in because uh, I was getting a live feed and uh, the title read Google Stadia. I said, what the heck is a Stadia? Uh, so I, you know, I didn't understand, uh, what it it took me a while to get used to, you know, that particular name, but you know, it, uh, you know, it was the, it was basically the, the same thing you would expect if, you know, you were to tune into, uh, you know, an Xbox uh, media event or, you know, a Nintendo, uh, connect or, uh, something from PlayStation, you know, it kind of went down the same. A little different because it seemed more uh, more technical. It wasn't really about showcasing uh, any games. It was just more about basically pitching the idea of what stadia was. And their idea, if you uh, don't know uh, or haven't had time to really invest in Google Stadia and, and what its idea is, it's uh, you know they were they were going to go uh, with uh, cloud gaming. So it was all about cloud gaming, and the only hardware to speak of was the controller that they were producing uh, to allow you to have an accelerated ability. And I say accelerated because of one of their uh, one of their selling points, but an accelerated ab- ability to engage in their ecosystem. So um, one of the major caveats to their their new, I I I'll just say, I'll say system, but what I mean effectively is the way that Google Stadia was going to work. It doesn't mean any hardware because they had very little hardware to worry about. So in their system, uh, you know there there were a few bells and whistles that they were really making the precedence of why an individual would want to invest in Google Stadia one of those things being that you can play anywhere anytime so what does that mean basically they their their pitch was you know you can you can start from your television and you can transition to your uh smart device and then you can uh transition to your laptop and then transition to your tablet you know all within you know the span of a few seconds and continue playing uh the game exactly where you left off. I mean, honestly, that notion sounds amazing. That sounds like something, you know, out of the future, absolutely. But I think, you know, any smart gamer was focused on on the reality. How are you gonna get this done? Well, I mean, aside from answering that question, there was a lot more that they uh, had planned to usher in. Now, with the Stadia controller, uh, which we'll get in the detail about the con- the actual controller. Um, you know, w- one of the the big things was that with their controller, you know, you are gonna stay connected. You know, in the in the in the most robust way. But but one of the selling points, as i had stated before, uh, revolved around the fact that hey, it doesn't matter what controller you got, whatever controller you want to play with, you can play with it. If it's a PC uh, controller like the F one eighty. I believe that's the controller uh, that I used to use. Actually, I got it right here. What is this thing called? Logitech something. I'm not going to go into it. But you know, you can use a PC controller. You can use your uh, your Nintendo Pro controller. You can use your uh, PS4 controller. You could even use your Xbox uh, controller, and you can use it all uh, with Stadia. And that was, you know, when they announced that, I, I said, you know what, this is cool because basically what they're what they're banking on is the comfort of the gamer where you know, where do I want to invest my time? Do I want to, you know, make a scenario where I am comfortably playing on my laptop or am, or playing on my phone and just showing out, you know, like, how do I want to play? So it's it sounded like they were giving that choice which you know ultimately I I was invested in. So after you know after they did that connect it took me about a week and then I went ahead and uh you know reserve my copy for uh the founders edition. And I was excited. I'm not going to sit here and and you know and say oh well they did me wrong. No, there was nothing that was done wrong uh you know in the in the scheme of things, but there was a lot that i felt was lacking and as a gamer i i needed but wasn't you know getting you know getting much of that so um so so you know what was the other big draws that pulled me in so you know aside from the fact that you know this was one of the more accessible uh type of uh situations you know like i said playing in a controller playing anywhere the other thing that i bought into was the fact that I, I had already uh, bought into with uh, systems prior, which, you know, like I, I own a PS4, you know, and I own a Nintendo Switch. And primarily the way that I play my games is digitally. So, you know, for me, it's like, I'm not really into the tangibility of, of video games. It's something that I've sacrificed long ago and so the idea that i could invest into an ecosystem where you know i can continue not worrying about boxes and manuals and you know whatever i was i was absolutely on board but then you know the one thing that seemed to divide the gaming community was that very notion and this was something that i started to listen to okay because here here's the deal. Google stadia the the way that they work is that they remotely run games on servers, okay they have they have they have uh, remote servers that are dedicated to the sole purpose of streaming whatever game they have on, on that particular server. Okay. So, uh, you, you have a server that is dedicated to Assassin's Creed Odyssey and you tap into the connectivity of that server and all of your inputs are effectively fed into this remote server and then responded back in kind, which is how you, you would see your character, you know, jump, run, move, hit, whatever and you know this was a big deal now it doesn't sound that bad until you start to really compare it with the reality of where we are now so going back to the fact that like i said for me i, I don't i don't enjoy um you know playing physical games i buy digital 90% of the time there's still a clear difference between the the aspect of cloud gaming and digital gaming they're they're kind of sort of one in the same but here here's the thing if uh okay let's say let's say google stadia uh cut it like cut its lights off tonight let's say somebody somebody went and bought all the launch titles and uh google just said you know what stadia isn't working let's just shut it down at that point you would have nothing to lean on to to show you the evidence of what you own short of your own bank statements but there will be no, there will be no kind of uh, system in place to solidify at the very least the the ownership of of games that you're investing in and that's the other point is that Google wants you to pay for that ability to do just that—to remotely stream your games, to 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 stream your games from the cloud. You know, with with digital games, it's like you 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 pay you pay for the game, right? You have the license to play that game because that's a part that's a part of your, you know, your ongoing account uh, between you know, you and, and, and the merchant, the provider, you know, uh, the video game company. And the game is pretty much yours. I mean, it's, it's yours indefinitely. There's nothing where a game is going to completely disappear into the abyss. But the reality is, is that if PlayStation did the same thing and cut their lights off, if Xbox cut their lights off, guess what? Everything that you had that you bought digitally is still where it is it's on your hard drive there's no such system to speak of when it comes to google stadia so that's a big problem for a lot of people i mean me personally i didn't care too much uh you know because i you know one of the arguments that i used to make to a lot of people was listen there's games that i've bought digitally that I probably can't ever find my way back to. Like I know for a fact I uh, I bought The Witcher. Uh, uh, I believe it was The Witcher 2. And I bought it from some third-party site. And I have no idea where that site is, how to locate them. That's a game lost in the mist, man. It's just out there. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I did the same thing with Fear. Went out, bought Fear <clears throat> from some third-party site i have no idea how to get back to it so the so the reality of of losing touch with games uh you know is i mean either way it goes you know you have the ability to just kind of follow i mean there again there are games that i've purchased digitally on the ps3 that i will never touch again and i know this for a fact unless you know unless uh you know unless Sony decided that they wanted to, uh, you know, make a effort to bring purchases, you know, cause I know that they do the, the, uh, PlayStation now, and they, they have a lot of their stuff compatible from that era, but there's no way to, to re-download your, your, uh, old PS3 games. So, you know, the point being is that there, you know, aside from not having any tangible, uh, um, material you know, any material type of of physical content, you didn't even have the ability to hold on to said content if Google just decided they weren't interested in making games anymore. And that was a big issue. And, you know, that was something that I, I tried to combat in my mind to be more understandable to the notion of, you know, what, 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 uh, Google could potentially do to avoid the kickback in that. Because yeah, you know, Google's track record is that they try a lot of stuff out and they quit a lot of stuff. There's things that I have been heavily invested in and, you know, I, I will get a notification that, you know, they're no longer supporting it, you know, from Google inbox, which was one of my favorite, uh, you know, ways to consume my email, uh, uh, Google Allo, which was a kind of WhatsApp type of messenger, even Google plus, I enjoyed it. I, I do more networking as opposed to, uh, social media popularity contests. So, you know, I enjoyed that aspect, but you know, the fact that it didn't survive and, and was cut off was, was to my detriment. And that was one of those things that slowly started becoming my reality because I said, man, I really can't stand uh, the the point of them, meaning Google, deciding that this is not where they wanna go, and then I'm trapped in this, in this, uh, you know, this kind of point of limbo because I got games that I bought and I don't know how I'm gonna access them because they don't have any Uh, ecosystem any longer and you know speaking of purchasing the games I think that was the other thing that I it, it, it really just started falling apart for me because the other thing that was connected to you know games that you would purchase is purchasing games in the first place you know like and not just purchasing games. I like here. Here, let's 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 go back to the beginning. So in the beginning, obviously Google had to announce what games they were going to have on their on their uh, system or in their ecosystem. Let's just continue to run with that. So their big thing was Doom Eternal. Uh, you know that's a game that's coming out 2020, um, and it was huge. Just for them to announce that it was huge. And then everything else that they announced, and I'll be extremely honest with you, I said, I already own that. I already own that. I own that, I own that, I've played that, I've beaten that. It was basically just a rehash. And there was nothing I mean, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna double back and, and repurchase the same exact game. I was okay. I was okay with the thought of possibly transferring over my Destiny Two information, but everything else that that they had announced for their launch, especially, I'd already had. Was I gonna go out and buy Borderlands Three again? No. Was I gonna go out and buy any one of the three Tomb Raiders that I've already played? No, absolutely not. So, so, you know, there was that big question and then I, and then I said, well, this is a double edged sword because not only do you, not only are you not getting a physical game and you don't have it within uh, a structure of your own, like a hard drive, is that going to subsidize the cost at any point? Because I would believe I would like to believe, and, and and I feel this I feel this way about digital games. I feel digital games should substantially be cheaper than physical copies because you aren't giving me anything tangible. you know and and, and this is double the case for stadia because it's just streamed off of off of a you know, a server that isn't even located in my immediate area. It's not like I can go and pick up anything. So I, I I, personally was in the belief that, you know, a lot of what they were bringing out would be insanely cheap. It would have been the best business decision for them to put these games at at a very, very reasonable price because if there was ever any um, anything holding... A person from the impulse of purchase, it's that notion of I've already played this game, why should I buy it again well I mean if it's if it's ten ninety nine then I'll just go ahead you know if it's twenty bucks, okay, I'll think about it. You know, but us as gamers, we have our ideas of the worth of games. And I think that we as gamers have to become better at dictating in our in our culture what things are worth to us because what we're allowing these companies to do is tell us what they're worth what they're what, what they're worth to us. And no, we, they, they don't they don't get to control what, what we consume. They can control they can control what they make for us to consume, but don't tell us as a culture what things are worth. We dictate what things are worth. If we, as a culture, can band together and say we we refuse to pay for any games that are over this price, and that, that's a whole different discussion, then trust me, that history will be. But you know, again, so you know, the, and and I'm not gonna sit here and just paint this whole picture like every single announced game was like lackluster. I mean, they announced a lot of a lot of good stuff too. You know, Baldur's Gate Three was announced you know, another game that's still upcoming. Cyberpunk 2077 um, was a huge game that was announced for Stadia. And, you know, in in line of that, there was a different thought. It was just kind of like, okay, well, if this is day and date with with the other uh, releases, then it becomes a choice. Like any other system, it becomes a choice. And, and I think that's where Stadia stopped working in my head because with everything, with all of the other games that they'd, they'd had up for their launch, I had already made my choice. There wasn't, there wasn't anything else to discuss about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There wasn't anything else to discuss about Red Dead Redemption 2. There wasn't ev- anything else really to you know uh, discuss about Destiny 2, to be quite honest. I'd already, I'd already purchased Shadowkeep and beat the main campaign. Yeah, there, there, there's a possibility that that you know I could have, uh, you know, gone on and and uh, participated in raids and whatnot. But again, that's something that I had to gamble on because truly, how many people were going to come around to the stadia and really make that their home? because they because what stadia what Google was not doing was they were not incentivizing people to join that system they were not incentivizing people, and ultimately for me they weren't incentivizing me to stay so in a lot of ways, you know stadia in my opinion they they dropped the ball and they dropped the ball in a in a number of ways one of the one of the first things that really um Put me on edge with them was they did a bunch of uh, well I think they did two uh, ask me any things on Reddit that I recall and I really walked away from both of them uh, feeling like I learned nothing and a lot of a lot of what I wanted to see as a as a gamer and as and as a consumer a soon to be consumer of their product there was a lot of questions that just remain unanswered from June from when I invested in June, well into September and October coming into their launch in November. And I still didn't know. I wanted to know when I would be able to choose my gamer tag. I personally think it would have been cool if they would have allowed people to, uh, you know, go into the, Google Stadia app, if they would have given us num- you know, the, uh, the invitation numbers early and allow us to build our community and reinforce our community before the launch, that that's something we could have done. We could have all just been, you know, baiting our breath in anticipation of the games that we were going to play together. And then, you know, again, reinforcing our investment. They didn't do that. You know, I was really interested in seeing what the user interface was like. As simple or as complex as it could have been, I just wanted to see it. And to the credit of, of people who, you know, went to the events that they that uh you know Stadia was at, they got to see it. But none of this stuff was ever covered in media, and that was just a huge red flag for me. I said, dude, I need to see what, what this is all gonna look like. they didn't start showing the user interface until like a week before launch. And, and, and the reason that that was such a big deal is because listen, as a community, especially if you want us to invest in your community, which ultimately becomes our community, then we should be allowed to have the voice in order to reinforce the community that we're in. So, you know, as fans, if we, see the user interface and there's something we don't agree with. We should be able to speak on that and say, Hey, we really don't like the fact that, you know, our games that we purchase aren't listed on the top or listed on the left or whatever. Like we need to have that voice. And they didn't allow that. You know, like that was their biggest loss. Not engaging their community. you know and and again the the other the other part about it was you know where where they kind of lost me was the audacity of investing in games that had already come and gone there there was just, it was just no point I i, I wasn't i look l- listen with <laughs> the day so i think it was the week before uh the launch and a news story broke that people were in an uproar because because one of the things that they finally decided to do, which they should have done a long time ago, like they they could have done this in September, which was released the uh, the launch titles. They released it a week before the launch, and they got a lot of backlash. It was eleven games, eleven. I don't recall the the original eleven. But to Google's credit, which, which again, this is why it's so frustrating, they didn't, they didn't sleep on this. They turned around and they said, okay, we hear you guys, boom, 11 more, 22 altogether, 22 games. That type of reaction, that quick, is something that you would hope for in, in a community. But you know what I was telling myself while I was sitting at my computer with my finger over that uh, mouse button was, it's too little, too late. At that point, I just really felt like there was no reason for me to invest in a community that wasn't investing in me. Because ultimately from June on through to November, I felt that I was ousted from the community that I tried to embrace. And that's that's something I'm I'm truly putting on on uh, Stadia on Google. As a as a member of their community, they did not embrace me to a point where I felt secure in what we were going to, you know, move forward with in the endeavor of of Stadia becoming you know, a release. I just didn't feel involved. But that, you know, that's just me, you know, and I know I listen, I talk to a lot of people uh, through social media. I know a lot of people that are very enthusiastic about it and I'm happy for them. I'm you know, listen, I will absolutely get uh, Stadia at one point. It just won't be today. One of the things that I've been able to observe stepping back and, and getting away from having, you know, a a, a you know, a pre order under my belt, I've been able to look at what I needed Stadia to truly be for me to come back into the fold. The one thing, number one thing, they gotta come with the games. And the games they come with, they have to be the they they got to be the type type where it's day and date. I don't need a back catalog. I got a back catalog on systems that existed before yours, so don't service me with a bunch of games that you know. A, as a true gamer, I've already played. I know it would have been hard. Absolutely, well, yeah, it would have been impossible them to have a release where every single game was brand new unless they spent more time investing in their first party studio and listen I know a lot of the a, a lot of their execution just came way too soon and I feel like this is something that should have launched in holiday 2020 they should have given themselves another year because what they could have done if they'd done this right and took all the time that they needed. They could have released whatever the hottest game was that holiday, you know, forged their alliances with the several publishers, which is another one of my points of them being successful. Having those said publishers um, or or developers, more or less, develop a game for you like if if you're able to secure something that's coming out at that time that's cool but if not then one of the things that i would be asking a developer is is there something that you can produce for me that can coincide with this release window within three months of this release window i'm pretty sure ea would have been on board i'm pretty sure Bioware could have done something. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have been able to, uh, you know, make that request. Yes, it's an easier request to ask them for properties that are already developed and made and done. But it would have been more fruitful for you to have them bring out something, uh, either in a more timely manner, where it's releasing at the same moment that it's it's on everything else, or they're developing something specifically for you. I don't care how crazy uh the game is i don't care how abstract it is if i know that it was made for the purpose of me investing in your system i'm all for it and as far as a first party studio you guys should are like we we still and that, that man that's another point we haven't seen anything in line of what they are saying they're they're committed to doing show me a render show me you know, show me a a small developer diary where people are working hard in an office. And all I can say is, Oh, it was just a shot of an office. But as long as I know that you guys are working, I'm okay. Tell me that, tell me that you are working on something that is completely going to blow my socks off. But you know, you'll let me know next year, 2020 around E3 time. Okay, cool. I will totally buy the stadium because you told me that, but, Last time we heard about their first party studio was in June. And the last point that I feel like uh, will eventually sway me back in the favor of Stadia, they're gonna have to change their whole model. Because here's the thing, the more I've thought about it, the more I realize that yes, It's as dumb as it sounds. Having people pay for the privilege as opposed to the ownership of a game is absolutely insulting. And I think this is something that they need to hurry and do because of two reasons. Because one, xCloud is coming. It'll be here very soon. And that is the model that they need to follow because it's the one that's going to work. PlayStation was already doing it with PlayStation Now. Their execution was just a bit off. They have the right model, it just wasn't executed correctly. But xCloud is going to be done right because it's going to be done in the uh, financial structure of their Xbox Game Pass where there's going to be a base subscription Google still has a base subscription, but you're still supposed to pay for games. So this is what you do you stop charging for games you charge a okay so right now their 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 uh, membership for stadia Pro is 999 you make your you make a a access of maybe 2499 I'd say 2499 I would pay twenty four ninety nine if you gave me, uh, uh, you know, access to your system that allowed me to basically do it under your platform. Twenty four ninety nine, because I feel like that's a competitive price. I don't know what X Cloud's going to cost per month, but I know what the what 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 the structure is going to be like. you know once once sony kind of gets their ducks in a row they're going to come back out with a vengeance i mean they're they're already trying really hard to get people on board with uh with uh playstation now they've been you know running a lot of ads on tv just letting people know hey we still we got this i know you guys are all excited about that stadia thing but we've we've been doing this already and guess what it's not running off of a server well they are running off of a server but it's for it's for a price separate of individual games. You're not paying for individual games. You're paying for the access to just play as much as you want and that works. That works. And guess what? I keep paying especially if I, you know, if I had to invest in a controller that was amplifying my ability to, you know, play these games more effectively, giving me the 4K and all that other good jazz like there you go then guess what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop paying the money because i just bought this controller and it's the only place i could use this controller and i really want to keep using this controller because the one thing that they have walked away from this entire situation with is the fact that they made a hell of a controller i still think that they need to focus on uh making more color choices color combinations maybe invest in something on the elite scale allowing people to, you know, create their own things. Like these are things that that really, uh, you know, exemplify what community is all about. And that's where Google failed for me, community. But that's my opinion. I'm just one guy. Um, What do you guys think? I really, really, really want to have this discussion. Um, I'm going to keep this uh, open until Saturday. Then we're moving on with it because I've been talking about Stadia for uh, for a long, long while. And, you know, it's kind of like beating a dead horse. But today was the day that I really just kind of laid down the law in my in my feelings as far as uh, where I'm going with Stadia. And for now, for now, it's nowhere. It's absolutely nowhere. Um, but you know, again, they, they can potentially, uh, you know, fix things in the future and get me back on board. But I, again, I'd love to hear, uh, what you guys are thinking. Uh, you guys can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at more T a podcast and, uh, I'm on there all day, every day love to chat with you guys uh if you give me the chance so with that being said i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here i want you guys to enjoy the rest of your week we got two more days and then we're getting to that glorious saturday where i will have another awesome episode waiting for you guys with that being said do me that favor take care of yourself and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys